Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Our mission at Edge God In is to champion your human potential in Christ. We cover many different topics. You can explore those topics if you happen to be a human being at edgegodin.com. And these are the types of topics that have a tendency to spin us out of inner peace in life. So have at it. Visit us at edgegodin.com if you'd like to capture your learnings. Every podcast has a one sheet with five different steps or areas to capture your learning, as well as to commit to transferring it into your behavior. You're tuning in today and you're the gatekeeper of that information. And I know something about you. Unless I share information that helps you do two things by the grace of the Holy Spirit, thrive and survive, survive and thrive, you will tune this out. So you get to set the bar on that. Before we jump into today's topic, simply pause and you set the intention in terms of inviting the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, show me what's for me today. I'm taking the time to listen to this podcast, so there must be something for me. There's always something for me when we're seeking the presence of the Holy Spirit in life. This is earth school. God doesn't waste any piece of information or opportunity to draw us closer to, to him. So Holy Spirit, show us today what is for us. What do you want us to remember and transfer into our behavior to draw us closer to you. Perhaps it's even letting something go or leaning into a, a new habit to draw closer to you. Either way, Lord, may the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight for the edification of every human being that's tuning into today's podcast. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. EdgeGodIn.com has all the podcasts housed. However, depending upon your app that you're listening to or listening to this podcast on, there are lots of different ways to access this podcast. EdgeGodIn is the voice of emotional intelligence in Christ, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. If you haven't joined us over there, highly recommend you explore that. There is a place to put your information in and you'll receive every other week or so a tip on how to grow in emotional intelligence in Christ, how to conquer the triggers and shiny objects in earth school. So visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. There's lots of support material over there as well. Today's topic is entitled The Power of Thanksgiving the power of thanksgiving. Now, if you've been listening to other podcasts, you know I'm kind of like a word junkie, and I love to find out the etymology behind the words that are used, because many times the words that we use are not, don't have the meaning we think they have, and that creates misunderstanding. So let's take the word thanksgiving. In Hebrew, it means to confess. Well, what are we confessing in thanksgiving? We're confessing who God is that he saves us, that we are his children. The Greek uh, word for thanksgiving is Eucharist. In the Catholic tradition and the Catholic faith, the Eucharist is the communion, the body and blood of Christ. And so thanksgiving has a lot of power in our faith walk, and it's spoken about quite a bit throughout the scriptures. 
particularly in Psalm 107, and that's going to be your earth school practice I'll invite you to explore between now and the next time we connect through Edge God In. Read Psalm 107. And notice the patterns in Psalm 107, because it's it's a similar pattern that repeats itself. There'll be a declaration of praise, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. That's how it starts out. And then it goes on to basically give an account of creation as well as the exile and the reconciliation of God. Talks about some wandering in the desert, desert. And then they cried out to the Lord, and he led them by a straight path, followed by again, once God delivered them from that wasteland, their response is, let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Psalm 107.9. Let's do a little typology here. That's connecting the Old Testament to the New Testament. So in the New Testament, we know that Jesus in John 6.35 declares that when he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never thirst. And so here we see it in the Psalms, and then we flash forward several hundred years, and we see Jesus declaring that fulfillment of hunger and thirst. So my question, dear listener today, what are you hungry for? What are you thirsting for in your life? Perhaps it's a desire that you have that is unmet. Uh, Perhaps it's a relationship that needs reconciliation or that you're desiring to experience reconciliation. These are all examples, or perhaps it has to do with your your professional life. Perhaps you've been overlooked uh, for a promotion, or perhaps you're in a place where you want to make a transition, yet you're not seeing the open doors to do so, or you're experiencing any form of rejection in life, being unseen, underappreciated, overlooked. These are all common earth school triggers that will toss us out of the ability to be thankful. When we do step back into that thankfulness, confession of God's goodness, even in the midst of the dark night of the soul experiences, when we don't get what we want, ah, that is the test When I was diagnosed with advanced cancer back in 2006, I remember praying day and night for several weeks to to ask God that I wouldn't have to go uh, back on my progress with surgeries. I had 14 surgeries and and um, there was a complication. And so they basically had to uh, graft my back onto my front because I had so many, uh, so much third degree burns from my clavicle to my midriff that my skin wasn't healing. I had an open wound for like a year, the size of a, um, Clementine orange. And I've mentioned this before in other podcasts, it was a powerful experience for me walking around with that wound because no one saw it. It was after the double mastectomy, and I was was obviously wearing shirts out in public, of course. And so no one was aware that I had this open wound. So I had a lot of time to walk around and really lean into 
wondering about this thought, how many people are walking around with hidden wounds, open wounds that they have to take care of every single day? I had to change the, the bandages in the morning and then at night for a year. And I prayed for several weeks that uh, this would heal, and it didn't. It didn't heal. It it um, it was a good year before it finally closed up and healed. However, during that time, I shifted from anxiety and stress over the experience to as soon as I stepped into a place of Psalm one o seven giving thanks to the Lord in the wasteland, right? I wasn't getting what I wanted. I wanted that healing. I wanted that wound to close. And it was uh, very uncomfortable and uh, not an easy uh, earth school class to go through. However, his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. St. Paul reminds us in Corinthians, we always have a choice. You have a choice today. What are you giving power to that is robbing you of the ability to live in thankfulness, confessing the goodness of God. Now, this is what I experienced, and I've read lots of other accounts on this, so I know I'm not alone in this, that it's really easy to praise God and be thankful when things are going our way, right? Yet the sharpening of the soul and the drawing near to God experience cannot be touched in the depth that the Lord desires to touch us unless we are experiencing suffering of some kind. It's no shocker there. Suffering is the archway through which God wakes up the soul. Paul talks about it as discipline, that God disciplines those he loves, he punishes those who he accepts as sons and daughters. Discipline is not pleasant at the time. And sometimes during the discipline, whatever it is that you're hungry and thirsty for, and you're not getting it, that's not comfortable. <laughs> I'll just I'll just empathize with you on that. So whatever it is that you're wanting in life desperately right now, as you're listening into this podcast, it's very easy to be consumed by that attachment, that want. Um, I and especially when we have the phrases like "I want this" or "I need this to happen." Um, I was working with a client the other day on the need to know. Uh, I need to know in order to feel safe, right? Uh, perhaps you need to know in order to feel safe, in order to feel closure. You need to know how things are going to turn out or why things happen as they did. And that's a that's a that's a slippery little slope, my friend. I've been there myself when the doc when the doctors said they were trying to get me five years at 38 years old back in 2006 with my three young children. I empathize with that quite a bit. And yet don't go there. Resist the temptation because it leads to despair and it leads to discouragement. And those are the two experiences that Satan desires to get us in. He divides us and then he, he tosses us into despair and discouragement. Because he knows we can't be thankful in that space, we'll be less likely to be able to be thankful and we'll also lose our peace. And that's when he gains ground, right? James, I believe it's James 4.11. Um, I'll have to double check on that one. It's the scripture that says, 
obey God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Now, many times we use the latter part of that verse, submit yourself to God, sorry, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Many times we use that verse and we only say, resist the devil and he will flee. However, the first part is what gives us the ability to resist the despair and discouragement, and that's submitting ourselves to God. Well, how do we submit ourselves to God? One, we submit ourselves to God through humility, and when we are humble, gratitude takes center stage, which leads to thanksgiving. That's a confession of the goodness of God. So the the Earth School challenge today is whatever you're going through, particularly not the fun stuff, the open wounds in life, metaphorically speaking, that you're going through, the invitation is to explore how you can step back into, with the grace of the Holy Spirit, confessing the goodness of God anyway. And this is what I started to do when when I wasn't the wound wasn't healing, right? I started praying and 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 confessing the goodness of God in spite of my wounds. Um, that's why that one song, "I will praise you in this storm." When we praise God in the storm, in the midst of our wounds, unmet needs, moments of not knowing and our need to know how things will turn out. When we praise God and we confess his goodness, as is confessed in Psalm 107, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, his wonderful deeds for men, for he satisfies the thirsty, fills the hungry with good things. I am the bread of life, Jesus says. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Come and believe, my friend. Come and believe and be willing to declare that, Lord, in spite of the fact that you're not answering my prayers and I'm not getting what I want right now, I desire what you want more than me. And I trust, I'm willing to explore trusting you more today than yesterday, that even if you should have another plan, which is often the case, I will choose to praise your name. I will choose to confess the goodness of of God. And that's what keeps the door open for God to send a multitude of blessing. And as you read through 107, you're going to see this pattern. We ebb and flow as human beings. We wander in the desert. Uh, We stumble. We, We get overwhelmed by the depths. We find ourselves in the darkness and the deepest gloom in chains. These are all examples from Psalm 107. We become fools from our rebellious ways, right? So we ebb and flow. We we say, okay, I'm going to praise God in this, and then we get hijacked. Satan knows what our trigger point points are, and he'll often send people in to push those buttons. But they're our greatest teachers if we stay awake at the gate, because by God's grace, they reveal where we're stuck. And that's where the archway of humility, walking through that in order to gain access to an attitude of gratitude and the power of thanksgiving. Wow. As soon as you act your way into feeling and you declare, it's it's not stuffing or denying your feelings. God can handle it. He can handle all of them. Even though I want you to close this wound, dear God, month after month, and it's still open, 
I will continue to praise your name because you are good. You are a good God and you have brought me out of darkness. And I will praise your holy name for as long as I live. Praise will be on my lips. So as we enter this week of Thanksgiving, I know we have a lot of listeners that are outside of the States as well across the pond. This is a an invitation for a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. In America, we're we're celebrating Thanksgiving today and or next week. And I'd like to propose that we make it a lifestyle, confessing the goodness of God more today than yesterday. So as you're going through your days and you have those setbacks, those unmet needs, start the practice with grabbing one of these verses from Psalm 107. Psalm 107, one says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. You can even just grab that one. Make that your first line of defense against despair and discouragement. I'm not going there. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm giving thanks to the Lord because I know he is good and his love endures forever. And even though I don't understand this, even though I don't see a way out of my situation, I will choose to give thanks to you and confess your goodness. I want to live a life of thanksgiving and experience your power that's unleashed within me as a result of my choice to be thankful and to confess your goodness over this wound or unmet need. Psalm 107, 8 says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and wonderful deeds for men. And that's the one that speaks about, he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Pray that one in. Perhaps the, that's the one you're going to take along with you. As Jesus says in John 8, 31 and 32, whoever holds to my teachings meditates upon them, takes them into their soul. They are my disciples and they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. So as you hold, camp on, meditate on God's word, even just taking one scripture a day and see how many times you can think of this one of these scriptures from Psalm 107. What is yours? If you're driving, just remember Psalm 107. Go through it with the Holy Spirit and find your first line of defense statement. It Perhaps it's Psalm 107.1 or 107.8, and uh, you declare even part of that. My God satisfies my thirst and fills me with good things. So I'm not going to even wander away from this. Perhaps it's Psalm 107.15. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he brought down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. In our previous podcast, we discussed that uh, God is a chain breaker and a way maker. If you haven't listened to that one, check that one out. That one has to do with stepping away from the bondage and walking into freedom and 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 using the story from 
the book of Acts when the, the angel did that and released the chains and walked the disciple through the guards and the iron gate. God breaks through the iron gate. What's your iron gate that continually perhaps shows up in life? Respond with thankfulness. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than the gate. Thank you that the power within me, because you have created within me, and I have the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ of Nazareth from the grave, and you are able to accomplish abundantly more than I can ever ask or imagine. So create within me the ability to remember who's ultimately in charge here. And then you are the the way maker. And you break down the iron gates in front of me. Perhaps it's Psalm 107.23. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. That's one to um, make your own. Because it's repeated again and, and again. Psalm 107.31. Same verse. He rescued them from the storm. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to men. Even though I don't see wonderful deeds flowing out in my life right now, dear God, I know that you're preparing a way for me, that you are making plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope and a future. So I confess thanksgiving. Remember, the Hebrew uh, word thanksgiving means to confess who God is. I confess that you are good even in my ability not to not know why this is happening the way it is. I confess that you are good. And I confess your goodness over my life and in this eye of the storm. Psalm 107.43 says, whoever is wise, let him heed all of these things and consider the great love of the Lord. So Lord, I will consider your love over my unmet need or iron gate or open wound. I choose to consider your love today. Grant me the grace to focus on what you're able to accomplish rather than what I'm not able to accomplish because it's not about me, it's about you. Interestingly, in Luke 17, and we'll end with this, 11 through 19, Jesus healed 10 lepers, but only one returned to express thanks, thanksgiving confessing the goodness of God. One came back and Jesus stopped in his tracks. And that one leper is declared globally around the world and remembered because he came back with thanksgiving, declaring the goodness of God. He was healed. So as you pause and do a reflection on your life in the last month, how many moments have you spent in that posturing of the one leper that came back. Wow, Lord, I really prayed for that today. And you know, that you gave me peace about that. Wow, God, you helped me move through that difficult challenge or that crucial conversation. Wow, Lord, two weeks ago I was totally stressed about this one situation and it worked out. I just want to come back. I'm that I want to be that one leper. All glory, honor, and praise belong to you. I confess your goodness because you remembered me and my prayers. And perhaps it's a prayer that, wow, Lord, I totally spaced it. But two months ago, I was praying that you would heal this or move me through that or 
help me find a resolution in this situation. And I was totally like the other nine lepers. It happened and I just kept on going on with life. And I'm sorry for that. Bring me back, Lord, to attentiveness so that I am aware every single time your hand is moving on my behalf, which is constant. Help me to see that more today than yesterday. And even if I'm caught up in focusing on what's not working out for me more than what is, I choose to confess your goodness. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle, my friends. Confessing the goodness of God daily is a lifestyle. How often are you confessing the goodness of God throughout your day? We spend a lot of times confessing what's not working out for us. We spend a lot of times confessing or comparing ourselves to other people and talking about other people. Or playing the victim, villain, or helpless game. Rather than confessing the goodness of God to show us a way through and giving us the grace to follow his new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Are you making God recognizable by your good confession, confessing who God is and his goodness? Ask God to forgive your sins. Confession all around Thanksgiving is a confession to confess. One, confess the goodness of God. Two, invite the Holy Spirit this next week to sift you. Go inside the castle, as St. Teresa of Avila refers to it as. Open up the doors. Lord, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. If I'm harboring any stowaway of sin in my life that is robbing me from the power of thankfulness and thanksgiving, confessing your goodness. We're going to be having on our show, according to God's will, I always like to say that because things happen, but working on having on our show an exorcist in a couple of weeks to talk about the spiritual battle and spiritual warfare firsthand with someone whose face is evil and has seen the ugly faces of evil in our lives, but also speaks very highly of the victory we have in Christ. And that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, one of the first steps in an exorcism and for freedom from spiritual bondage, negative spiritual bondage and oppression is confession. So invite the Holy Spirit this week to sift you. Lord, is there anything, anything in the area of pride? Because that's the fall of mankind. My need to know, by the way, that was part of the fall of mankind, the need to know good from evil. Hey, take a bite of this, then you'll be like God, you'll know good from evil. So we still have a battle with our need to know in order to feel safe, confident, at peace. God knows. And that's enough. So see what comes up. The Holy Spirit always jumps in and takes advantage of those opportunities. <laughs> I could say personally, anytime I invite him in, I'm like, okay, sift me. Show me those areas that I am harboring 
that are pockets of sin in my life. And sin simply is any any thought, uh, area of emotional um, bondage or behavior that separates you from the love of God. And it's based on our free will. We're, we choose it, whatever it is. What am I spending my time doing, God, that doesn't bring me closer to you? That's another way to really ask the Lord to sift you, to bring up some great ideas to confess. What am I giving airtime to? on social media, on any kind of media for that matter, that pulls me away from you, that I just am literally setting myself up to take offense and to be triggered and take the bait of Satan. That's another podcast if you haven't listened to that one. This is a great opportunity for us, a gift stop, my friends, to allow the Holy Spirit to sift us and free us from those areas that we're keeping as little stowaways, giving free rent to our little precious ring, Gollum in the cave, as Tolkien so masterfully depicted in the Lord of the Rings. Jesus desires to set us free. How does that happen? By meditating upon his promises, his words. I love that. Hold, hold those people that hold to my promises. Hold on, camp on, store within are my disciples, and they will know the truth, and the truth shall set them free. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle, asking God to forgive us our sins, to repent from the obedience, and express gratitude for all that he has done and given us. It's actually a public acknowledgement of divine goodness. Thanksgiving is another way of saying thanksgiving, a public acknowledgement of God's goodness. We have this invitation every day to confess the goodness of God. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this moment to pause and think about the power of thanksgiving and what that does for us. I know, Lord, anytime I chose to be thankful in spite of being in discouragement and despair, that the despair and the discouragement would flee. Every time, Lord, in the midst of the suffering, the setbacks, and hardship, you do your greatest work when we make that choice to step into the power of thanksgiving, confessing your goodness, confessing our sin, those behaviors, emotional bondages that we have given the power to define our identity. Thank you for setting us free, and we give thanks to you, Lord. For you are good, and your love endures forever. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So enjoy your Thanksgiving celebration, and make it a lifestyle, my friends. For those across the pond and around the world who are tuning in, make Thanksgiving a lifestyle. Confess the goodness of God over your life, and ask the Holy Spirit to sift you so that you can be free from every shadow of separation from God. The joy of the Lord, by the way, means union with God. May we seek that more today than yesterday. Give him heaven out there. There's enough of the dark side going on. God bless you today.